And welcome to episode 63 of the Get More Sports Podcast. My name is Doug McCain. Thanks for rocking with us once again on today's episode. We're breaking down an action-packed weekend of NFL football. Like we told you Friday, the Ravens get it done against the New England Patriots. They end their perfect season, and then the Browns are clowns once again. They lose to the Denver Broncos. More drama with their cleats. What is going on with the bad news Browns? And then we're talking some NBA. The Los Angeles Lakers, they're off to a hot start, 5-1. Got some NBA headlines for you guys. All that much more here on episode 63 of the Get More Sports Podcast. Don't forget to subscribe, rate, and review the podcast wherever you get your podcast these days. And then after you listen to the show, head to YouTube and watch all the clips from today's episode right over on YouTube. And I want all your takes on all of today's topics right down below in the comment section. So we've got lots to get into. Jam-packed Monday show for you guys. So let's get right into it. Are you ready? What it do, baby? Let's get it on. And the New England Patriots' quest for another undefeated regular season ended yesterday. The Patriots came into that game undefeated. Well, quote the Ravens, never more. Their undefeated season is out the window. The 72 Dolphins only have to worry about the San Francisco 49ers right now. And it all started with Lamarvelous Action Jackson. Lamar Jackson, he had himself a night last night. The numbers, not very eye-popping. If you look at it, 17 for 23, one touchdown through the air and then 16 carries for 61 yards and two touchdowns on the ground but it was that escapability with Lamar Jackson he's so elusive he's on that permanent cheat code mode spinning out of tackles you think you got him in the backfield he gets six yards seven yards on you running for first down opening it up extending the play and he got the Ravens going in the first quarter he just walks in the end zone like he's walking back in to that MVP conversation He keeps it to the end zone. Touchdown. Boy, oh boy, oh boy. Well, now is there a player right now in the NFL that puts a smile on your face like Lamar Jackson? To me, the answer is no. Lamar Jackson, he's a refreshing change of pace in this era of the NFL when all teams want to line up three receiver sets, four receiver sets, shotgun, throw it 65% of the time, the Baltimore Ravens are getting it done on the ground. Last night, they ran the football 41 times, and they got 210 yards on the ground, and the Patriots, who is one of the best defenses statistically through eight weeks that this league has ever seen, they had no answers for that deceptive, multifaceted running game that the Ravens have, and it was a thing of beauty because the thing about Lamar Jackson is something that doesn't show up in the box score is how terrifying he is to defenses. He puts the fear in defenses because they don't know if he's going to pull it. They don't know if he's going to hand it off. And by doing that, he's getting more yards for guys like Ingram. And last night, it could have been a straight blowout. If it wasn't for that punt fumble, if it wasn't for that Ingram fumble, that could have got ugly last night because his Ravens defense, they were stepping up last night as well. They stifled this Patriots offense all night long. Tom Brady, 30 for 46, 285 yards a touchdown down and an interception and Earl Thomas the guy who got that pick he talked about Lamar Jackson and his MVP right after the game yeah I'm, I'm right with the crowd I mean that like man this man's the MVPs uh I'm right behind him I'm backing him 
And a great game for Lamar Jackson. His Ravens, they knock off the New England Patriots, and you know he's going to be feeling himself in the post-game press conference, right? Lamar Jackson establishing himself as a bona fide MVP candidate. Nope, not Lamar Jackson. He's all business. Here's Lamar after the game. Uh, I'm trying to win versus anybody I play. I don't really dwell on one player or, you know, it's just this guy I want to beat. You know, um, like I said before, that's still the GOAT. No nothing changed that. Um, I'm, I'm happy to get the win, of course, um, especially at MT Bank Stadium. So it's pretty cool, but I don't really care because it's to get Tom Brady. I just want to win. We got a lot of season left to play, so I don't worry about next game. I don't really care about that. I appreciate it. But like I said before, I want something better than that. And of course, Lamar Jackson is wearing a T-shirt that reads, nobody cares, work harder. That's just his mentality. That's his approach. And if you listen to him, he says he wants something bigger than the MVP. But in case he does want the MVP, I have him right now, number two, right behind Russell Wilson. Russell Wilson, that was my preseason MVP pick. I have him at number one still. Yesterday, five touchdowns, no interceptions for Russell Wilson. But I do have him above Aaron Rodgers now. Lamar Jackson, what he does for this Ravens team. Look, they're number one in the league in rushing. It's all thanks to what he brings on the ground. So I got Russell Wilson, Lamar Jackson, Aaron Rodgers, Deshaun Watson, and we'll throw in Patrick Mahomes just because, hey, he's great, but he's been injured. But this Baltimore Ravens team, they're probably not going to catch the Patriots. The Patriots schedule down the stretch is very favorable. I still think that New England finishes with the best record in the AFC, but now they know that they can beat him. They can beat him on the ground, and Tom Brady just does not look like the GOAT right now. Tom Brady, his career speaks for itself, but as of how he's playing right now, he's not very sharp, and he's not making those deep throws down the field. A lot of dink and dunk with Tom Brady right now. Father of Tom, no, father of time is starting to catch up with Brady, and that opens it up for guys like Lamar Jackson in the AFC. I'm not going to take all the credit for picking the Ravens against the Patriots. I'm not going to toot my own horn. I mean, even a broken clock is right twice a day, but I'm very confident in this running game. But give it up now, the Baltimore Ravens. They're in that elite tier in the NFL, top five, top seven team, and it was fitting. They were in Baltimore, the home of the wire, and Lamar Jackson came at the king, and he did not miss. Hey, yo, lesson here, baby. You come at the king, you best not miss. The Cleveland Browns lose yesterday 24-19, and the Cleveland Browns are officially the bad news Browns once again yesterday. During the game, you had drama. After the game, you had drama. Odell Beckham Jr. was phenomenal out there. He was making superstar highlight reel plays throughout, and then Baker Mayfield, what does he do? The game was on the line. Despite a terrible game by the Browns, poor clock management, bad execution, terrible play calls, they still had a chance to steal it, and this is how it went down. On a fourth and four play, what does Baker Mayfield do? Instead of getting the ball to the star of the game, Odell Beckham Jr., he forces it into double coverage, trying to get the ball to Jarvis Landry. 
Baker Mayfield got the block from Robinson, throws, broken up. It was broken up beautifully by Devontae Harris. They were going for... Now, if you're Odell Beckham Jr., you've got to be heated right there. You saw him after the game on the sideline. He was not happy with it. He couldn't even sit next to Baker Mayfield, and I don't blame OBJ. You make that trade, he's supposed to make this offense elite, and you don't give him the ball despite the fact that he's making circus catch after circus catch all game long. You have to find a way to get him that ball. I don't care if you force it to double or triple coverage. you got to give your best player an opportunity to make a play with the game on the line but give Odell Beckham Jr. credit the guy has been a consummate locker room guy thus far did not pop off after the game here's OBJ after the loss um, it's gonna get a two beat every time um, you get down there you have a chance to score seven you only get three it, it's tough to win in the NFL when you only score three so um, something you just got to get better at I mean all you can do is keep chopping wood to be honest with you <laughs> there's no other easy answer um, it's a tough loss um, a game that we feel like we should have won, which we didn't. And, you know, it, it sucks to say, but it's back to the drawing board. So we're doing and that's just the most Browns thing ever yesterday. Look, the Denver Broncos, a first-time starting quarterback in his third season. Not a great game by the Broncos, yet they still beat this lowly Browns team. Break out the Brown paper bags again, Browns. Your team is terrible, and they have to fire Freddie Kitchens, and they don't have to consult with Baker Mayfield at all as far as their next guy. So if you're Dorsey, if you're this Cleveland Browns brass, but Freddie Kitchens is done, what must be done eventually should be done immediately. He's completely in over his head, and Freddie Kitchens talked about the loss after the game. I just want to win a football game. That's all I want to do. I want to, I want to show up tomorrow, watch the film, grade the film, try to get better. No, it really doesn't concern me. It's not my decision, and I've never worried about it before, and I won't worry about it now, and I won't worry about it in the future. I'll just do the best job I can do. Now this hurts because I do like Freddie Kitchens. He's a guy, I want him to go teach me how to hunt or something, go fishing with him. But Freddie Kitchens, it's time to pack up your knives and get out of the kitchen because, hey, you're not the guy that's going to lead this football team to the promised land. And if you're going to have those personalities, personalities like Baker Mayfield, like Odell Beckham Jr., like Jarvis Landry, you need a bigger personality that can manage them because he's not the guy. Look at the Dallas Cowboys with Jimmy Johnson. You got guys that can really handle big personalities and OJ Simpson thinks that he knows who's the perfect fit to be the next Cleveland Browns head coach. You know, a lot of uh, great college coaches don't do well in the pros. Jimmy Johnson, Pete Carroll, exception. But um, there's a guy that was a good college coach that I think was better as a pro coach. And he's right next door to you, Cleveland. His name is Jim Harbaugh. And I think he's the elixir to all of your problems. I'm just saying. And thanks for taking a stab at that one, OJ, but I don't see Got Jim it. Harbaugh as the next Browns coach. Look, they went one for five in the red zone. They just don't have the offensive mind that they need. And then after the game, it goes from bad to ugly. Right after the game, Jermaine Whitehead, he goes to social media and he goes nuclear. He just attacks fan after fan on social media. A guy said to him, just saw two for 110 yards and a touchdown, F-boy. And then he responds, don't get shot at Lil B. Can you whoop my ass? 
F football. Let me know when you need the address. And the fan responds, you'd probably miss. And then he goes, give me a time and a place. You suck. And then he says back to him, only if you stood 10 feet from me when you tweet that BS. And then he ends up putting out his address on social media. And he has been since cut by the Cleveland Browns. But it just shows you that that locker room is fractured. That locker room is done. This season's over for the Cleveland Browns. And I think if you're Odell Beckham Jr., I'd find a way out of Cleveland. I know it's only been half a season. I think you got to put him with a quarterback that knows how to use his skill set. If I was Odell Beckham Jr., I'd find a way to get traded to the Los Angeles Rams. If I'm an OBJ, go to the Rams. You got Jared Goff. You got Sean McVay, an offense that needs a potent receiver. And the Rams tried to trade for OBJ. I think if I was him, I see him ending up in LA. He's LA. He's Mr. Hollywood. OBJ, come to LA. And a little breaking news here on the Get More Sports Podcast. Deshaun Jackson is set to undergo core muscle surgery to repair a torn abdominal muscle. And the team announced that Monday. He sustained it yesterday against the Chicago Bears, and he refused to get surgery after suffering a grade two abdominal strain against the Falcons in week two. He played through this injury, and now he's set to miss at least six weeks, and his entire season could be in jeopardy. So bad news for this Eagles team. They got a big win yesterday, and you know they're still in the hunt in the NFC. So a big blow for the Eagles, and then Jacoby Brissett, good news for him. It looks like he's going to be back and fine. He went out yesterday against the Steelers. And for my NFL takeaways for the weekend, I'm starting with the Miami Dolphins who get their first win of the year. And if you're the New York Jets, imagine losing to a team that's trying to tank and they did just that. They should leave Adam Gase in Miami. He's been absolutely atrocious And I don't know, Sam Darnold, maybe you're still seeing ghosts out there. Maybe you saw the ghost of Flipper or the ghost of Free Willy because he loses to the Finns. And then the Green Bay Packers. Yes, it looked like they had turned the corner. It looked like the Packers were the front runners in the NFC. And then yesterday happened. Aaron Rodgers said after the game, it was good that they had a nice little piece of humble pie. This was a a good uh, slice of humble pie for us. You know, we're kind of rolling at 7-1 and and starting to you know, listen to the chatter maybe a little too much. So I think this will be a good thing for us. We'll regroup, uh, go back home, and uh, play another good team before the bye. And I hate to say it, but I felt this loss coming for the Packers. Yes, it was in L.A. It was an unofficial home game. It was Green Bay West yesterday. It was all Packer fans, but that offensive line for Green Bay, they did not show up, and then Melvin Gordon looked healthy. Joey Bosa, he looks 100% healthy for the first time in a long time. And then how about Melvin Ingram? That team for the Chargers, so much talent, so not very surprised, but that offense looked very pedestrian yesterday. Aaron Rodgers, 161 yards passing, one touchdown. So they lose 26-11. to So the Packers took a step back. And then so did Aaron Rodgers' MVP case. And then another guy's MVP case who went up yesterday was Russell Wilson. Russell Wilson, they just got Josh Gordon. So you know they're going to improve offensively. But he was hitting DK Metcalf yesterday. They beat the Buccaneers in overtime. Five touchdowns, zero interceptions for Russell Wilson. He's my number one guy right now. I got Russell Wilson, Lamar Jackson, and Aaron Rodgers, and Deshaun Watson, and then Patrick Mahomes to round up my top five for the MVP. 
And then how about Derek Carr from the Raiders? Shout out to Chris Berman. But how about Derek Carr yesterday? He beats the Lions. And to me right now, I have Derek Carr as the comeback player of the year. Last year, all those injuries, he was completely lost. And if you look at it, 2019, he's quietly turning around. He's got full command of that offense. He doesn't have very many weapons. Yesterday, he goes 20 for 31 for 289 yards, two touchdowns. I like what I'm seeing from Derek Carr this year. And next, we got the Kansas City Chiefs and the Minnesota Vikings. I was paying very close attention to this game. I want to see, could this Vikings team go into Arrowhead and take care of business, considering the fact that Patrick Mahomes was out, they are facing a backup in Matt Moore, and the Chiefs, they get two field goals, one from 44, one from 54, and they beat the Vikings. And the answer is no. The Kirk Cousins-led Minnesota Vikings, they're a good team. They're far from being a great team. They're not a team that's a real contender in the NFC right now. Yesterday, they failed that test to go on the road. And look, if you're Matt Moore, give him all the credit. Yes, he benefited from Tyreek Hill, some of those deep balls, but he goes in there and he's done a more than adequate job filling in for Patrick Mahomes. Just look at Patrick Mahomes. That knee looked just fine as he celebrated. Look at him. He's just turning up with his teammates. Gotta love Patrick Mahomes. Support him. But hey, Patrick Mahomes, get that knee 110% right. We don't need you coming back early and risking an injury. And then how about Tyreek Hill? I love this. Tyreek Hill, Damian Williams, he takes one all the way to the crib. A 91-yard run, and Tyreek Hill, we already know you're the fastest guy in the NFL. We know you're one of the fastest guys in the history of the NFL, but he decided to show us just how fast he could go. He sprints alongside his boy, and he hits 22.6 miles per hour. That's the fastest he's ever gone on a football field. I mean, Tyreek Hill, look, you don't got to do your guy like that because, man, he really showed him up. Man, you get a speeding ticket in a school zone going that fast, man. That guy has some serious jets. And then there's Kyle Allen and the Carolina Panthers. Everyone now is saying that Riverboat Ron should go with Kyle Allen as the starting quarterback, even when Cam Newton is healthy. And I'm saying wait a minute. Pump the brakes on that idea. I still think Cam Newton, when he's healthy, can be a top-tier quarterback in the NFL, at least a top 15 player, and I think that they've learned, use him like they're using Kyle Allen. You don't always have to get it on the ground. You can have him game manage and put the offense all around Christian McCaffrey, so I still think that Cam Newton is the quarterback for the Panthers when he gets back. But before we wrap here, I want to hit you with the Get More Sports fact of the day. When Lamar Jackson entering the MVP conversation we want to know which was the last Heisman Trophy winning quarterback to win an NFL MVP. The answer, 2015, it was Cam Newton. Cam Newton, he won the Heisman at Auburn, wins the MVP, leads the Panthers to the Super Bowl against the Broncos when they lost to the Broncos. But that is going to do it for episode 63 of the Get More Sports Podcast. As always, my name is Doug McCain. Don't forget to subscribe, rate, and review the podcast wherever you get your podcast these days and then subscribe to the YouTube channel and watch all the clips and give me all of your takes on all today's topics right down below in the comment section but have a great rest of your Monday see you guys Wednesday and I'm out